Welcome to the First United Methodist Church. We hope our sermon broadcast will bless you. The scripture reading this morning is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 13 from the New Revised Standard Version. If then there is any comfort in Christ, any consolation from love, any partnership in the Spirit, any tender affection and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or empty conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. And let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, assuming human likeness. And being found in appearance as a human, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him even more highly and gave him the name that is above every other name, so that at the name given to Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us be in a spirit of prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Bruce did not make a mistake. I left out that last little piece. Showed up on the slide because I wanted to share it with you. It is the key to the whole scripture. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Enabling you to will and work for God's good pleasure. That's really what we're about this next month. We're in the midst of our stewardship campaign in the month of October. I hope you got your packets this week. I'll show you one when we get to the announcements. But stewardship is so much more than a finance campaign. Yes, that's important. It's even necessary. We cannot run an organization, a community, 
without the financial resources to do so. Yesterday, the Board of Global Ministries for the annual conference came up and asked if they could use our building to provide assistance to anyone who wanted to come and give them the ability to learn about how to create and sustain new ministries. It was our pleasure yesterday to entertain the bishop once again. He's becoming a regular fixture up here. I actually told him if we want, we can fit him up with an office over here just to save time and energy. One of my colleagues then piped up, are you going to give him a house too? I said, that's pushing it a little hard. I'm not sure I want the bishop in my backyard. But what this congregation has already become enabled to do over the years is so far beyond what many of our congregations have done. Every church in the denomination now, for various reasons, is struggling. The reality is, every church I've been a pastor of has struggled to meet the budget. One point I thought it might be me, but I don't think so. No, the reality is, is that we keep pushing, we keep trying. And stewardship is really that act, number one, of appreciating what God has given to us. And number two, working out within ourselves our own salvation in fear and trembling, trying to understand how best we can serve God, not just with our finances, but more so with who we are, our beings, our presence, our testimony, our attitudes. Paul reminds us to have this mind in us, which was in Christ Jesus. Don't do anything out of selfish ambition. Find ways to care and to love. In Ephesians, Paul calls upon us to build up the church. And yet I have seen so many within the church seek to tear it down. Stewardship gives us an appreciation, not so much of our value to the church, but of God's value to us. And that's largely based on who we are. You know, I was looking over this text last week and I realized 
that we have to start transcending the identity of seeing ourselves as part of, as being an individual. And we need to move into that time and place and situation where we see ourselves as part of a community. It's really the difference between me and we. It's only one letter. When I consider myself as an independent actor, I look at the me that God created me to be. But when I look at myself as a part of a community, as a part of a faith tradition, I am able to look beyond that individual identity and to accept the identity of those around me as people of faith, people who are on a journey together to find God. A journey that can only be because of the commitment of those taking each subsequent step. Because as soon as someone stops, we all stop. Not because they're preventing it, but because we just don't want to leave them behind. We care for them. We encompass them with our love, our care. We offer them our generous spirit so they can draw from that spirit and find the strength to continue on the journey that's going to bring them closer and closer to the one God. Stewardship is not a campaign that we do over the course of a month. It is an attitude we develop over a lifetime. My mother always taught me it was better to share. And that's what stewardship teaches us. To share. Our resources, financial, yes, but also our time, our attitudes, the talents that God has given to us, the abilities that we have been blessed by God to possess, that we have employed oftentimes to provide for our own families. Over the next month, we're going to invite you to reflect, to pray, and to offer yourselves 
along with your commitment card and the package you should have gotten this week. And if you didn't, we have more on the welcome station. You should have also received a survey outlining the various ministry teams we're in the midst of developing within the life of our church, along with lists of the kinds of things that those ministry teams will be about. John's probably most concerned about the commitment cards. He's the treasurer. I get that. But I'm more concerned about the surveys. Because a church is not an organization that invites bystanders. Church is a community of faith that invites participants. There's a basket underneath a copy of our logo near the welcome station that will receive both your commitment cards and your surveys. Put your commitment card in the envelope you'll find in the packet, but just put your survey in the basket. Because, folks, we need to get to work. We need to do the things that God has called us to do and to be. And this is the season when we have the opportunity to decide exactly how we're going to do that. God gave us God's best, the person of Christ Jesus. And Christ gave us his life. Do we owe God any less than our best? Thanks be to God for the gifts that God has given to us. Amen.